Today we have a very special episode, which features a group of high school students from Thompson in grades 10 to 12. They're just over a dozen folks and... They have formed a feminist group. Yeah, which is amazing, which is revolutionary. You're probably wondering how we came in contact with this feminist group from Thompson. And the story, the kind of backstory about this is that they were facing a lot of, you know, backlash in their high school, which (laughs) is terrifying. And a lot of their male peers were kind of upset by the fact that there was a feminist, a men-hating group on on their high school campus. As they would say. (laughs) And and we just, we started listening to their story. And a lot of feminists on campus decided that, you know, it's very daunting to be in high school and be one of the only people that thinks in a particular way and is passionate for a cause that is inherently right. It's morally right. And we we thought that, you know, we didn't want them to start taking steps back because it's very easy to th- like act that way because if you're not getting a lot of support, that's what you would tend to do, especially if you're as young as people in high school. So yeah, this is grades 10 and 11. Yeah. <laughs> it's daunting to be a feminist anywhere, truly, particularly in high school. Yeah, let alone real life. So- <laughs> is high school not real life? <laughs> High school is very much real life. But yeah, so we're so excited to have met them. We opened up a dialogue between them and a lot of the feminist groups here on campus. And it was so overwhelmingly positive that we were actually able to host them here at the university for a day. They came down for a visit and we got to show them the whole community here. So that's how they ended up here in our studio. Without further ado, here we go. Good morning. Welcome to Wake the F Up on 101.5 UM FM. We air on Thursdays, 11 to 11.30. My name is Christina. I use pronouns she, her. And my name is Karan, and I use pronouns he, him. And seeing as tomorrow is International Women's Day, we have some amazing guests on our show. I'm Taylor. I use pronouns she, her. I'm Chanel. I use pronouns she and her. The UMFM 101.5 broadcasts at 1200 watts from the University of Manitoba, located on Treaty 1 territory, the original lands of the Anishinaabeg, Nihayawak, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and the homeland of the Métis Nation. So, tell us a little bit about yourselves and your group. We are in a high school feminist group called SHE. It stands for Striving for Humanity and Equality. And it's about spreading awareness about feminism and lack of understanding in the school about those topics. 
I think it's just important to raise awareness that the gender inequalities that even teenagers face, because a lot of people think that only adults face gender inequalities right. and oppression. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I wanted to ask was that I've heard that you folks are one of the very few feminist high school groups in Manitoba. Is that right? Yes, it is. <laughs> that's amazing. I think that's very, very radical. And uh, in my personal opinion, I think you folks are going to do amazing in life. Um, but what made you collectivize amongst other young high school girls? And uh, what made you form this group? I first started the group because I noticed my sister and because she goes to U of M. And I noticed the activities and what she was involved in. I was very interested. And I didn't fully understand it at first. But then once she talks about it and she explains it, like it's really eye-opening. And you don't realize the problems that there are until once you get into high school, you really see the inequality. And mm-hmm. no one has awareness for it. And that's why I got involved in it. It's like stepping into the matrix, hey? Yeah. <laughs> I joined the group because I realized how many issues there were that teenage girls can face, along with teenage boys, of course. But I think it's great that a group of us can realize that and came together to try to fight those issues. Right. And it's a really uh, positive space for girls. And it's it's a great place to talk and rant. And it's it's a really like, amazing group of girls. And we come together mm. and we can do such great things. Yeah, I don't think we would have started talking if it weren't for this group. Yeah. It's kind of interesting how that works. <laughs> That's really heartwarming. One of the things that you touched on, Chanel, you said that teenage boys also face a lot of issues. But I'm sure that you must face some kind of pushback on, you know, having a feminist group. Because feminist still in a lot of like schools and spaces is... Not a good word. Taboo word. <laughs> yeah, wake the f up. <laughs> Literally, what we base the show name off of, wake the f up. It's a play on words on how feminist is such a taboo word. So, what kind of inequalities and pushback have you faced in your school? Well, the boys have not been very happy about the group because they think that we're against men and they they aren't really willing to listen to us and to understand where we're coming from. But I think some of the issues, like that include them. One of the problems I see is when it comes to mental health issues, boys are normally taught suppress them. You're not like don't talk about your emotions. You're not a real man if you talk about your emotions. Right. And then sometimes girls are seen as overly emotional if they mm-hmm. talk about their feelings and I think that really needs to change. Mm-hmm. It's not right. I think that's another that's a mental health issue too. Right. No, of course. Wow, you guys are intersectional as hell. <laughs> I'm losing my mind right now. I'm like, I can't believe the level of understanding that you have at this point. And we do have a few boys that support us, but most right. of them don't even understand really what it is and what we're fighting for. And they just assume that once it's uh, feminism, then it's a bad thing and it's men hating. And mm-hmm. we hear a lot of people say I'm more of a equalist or equalist, e- humanist, yeah. egalitarian. Egalitarian. Yeah. That's one of the biggest ones I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to go to those boys in your high school and be like, human rights are not a pie. Just because I get more doesn't mean that I'm taking away from you. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like this is like such a bigger conversation to be had too. like this rampant staining of this word and not really understanding. And I think that it's very, very admirable that at this level, when we're not really taught what feminism is, we're not really taught that a lot of times our rights as, you know, people of color and 
women and LGBTQ folks, all of our rights came from feminist movements. And no one really teaches us that. So I'm really, really happy that you folks are bringing attention to it. Now, what does this pushback mean to you? Or does this fuel your fire? How do you plan on retaliating? I think we're just trying to throw education at them. I think that's the only way to... That sounds awful, throw education. (laughs) No, that's that's brilliant. But I think the only way they're going to learn is if we teach them about it, because I don't think they understand necessarily what it is either. As long as they're willing to listen to us, I think that's the most important thing we can do. And like you said, Christina, like we're not there to debate. We're there to just give them education on the topic and teach them what it really means. Super well said. Yeah, because oftentimes I find myself getting heated up and wanting to argue. It's very hard, like, not to... We were in a bio class together last semester, and almost every single day they were trying to... Like, we got in pretty heated arguments, because a huge issue our school right now is the dress code, and... Mm. Of course. Mm -hmm. They're not understanding of why we want to be able to show our shoulders or anything like that. And, like, another... More issues that were, like abortion and wage gaps and stuff and they were like no these things don't exist and that's all they would say and they would go out of their way to send us articles outside of school. a lot of them were fake too yeah they would send us like fake articles on why the wage gap is a myth nice because of course like i guess at this level you don't really understand what is a fake uh, news article and what is a real study (laughs) at least your debaters don't (laughs) yeah yeah you're exactly the people that i meant to and another thing that she had a problem with was when we first, when our group first started, we had a bulletin board and it had our logo when we first made our logo sheet. And we had uh, cartoon pictures of tampons on the board with like pink on them representing the blood. And that, that was a huge issue because it wasn't right to have in the school. I'm just so, I'm so angry for you. Like, <laughs> it's frustrating. Yeah, it's very, it's very hard. And you, there's a lot of times when you don't know how to keep going. But then, mm-hmm. like, we have a lot of support, too, which is nice from other people. It's always good. We get so much backlash that it's really it's always nice to see somebody <laughs> supporting us because yeah. it just validates what nice we're doing. And it's nice to see, like, all the support here. That's what really... Yeah, that was sure. Yeah, I'm very happy that you folks were able to come Connect in. Connect with the feminist community on this campus. Because it is huge. It's fin- and it's it will staggering. accept you with open arms. And... Like, I just want to validate you, too, because the work that you're doing is extremely important. And the backlash that you get from it is exactly why you need to keep going. The fact that that it's inappropriate to talk about menstruation or, you know, bring awareness to breast cancer. How long are we going to, you know, police women's bodies? Like, (laughs) And the fact that teenagers... And younger people are realizing and recognizing these systems of oppression, just like you folks have. To me, that's the beginning of a revolution. And I think that this is very important work, and I'm very happy that you're doing it. One other question that I did have for you was, how do you plan on continuing your advocacy in the future? Because, you know, you Taylor, you just mentioned that like it's really hard to keep going sometimes and i face this myself there's every every feminist yeah every time we were always you know captured by the productivity that we are measured by 
mm-hmm. how much we can accomplish, helping other people, etc., mm-hmm. etc., mm-hmm. with the pushback, with this political climate that is extremely hostile right now. I myself find it very, very hard to continue sometimes when I have to advocate for combating sexual assault or mm-hmm. the bigger issues like that. I find it very, very hard to continue myself. Is this something that you have thought about? And if you will be continuing this in the future? Yes, oh, for, for sure. sure. Yeah, there's... <laughs> I think it's really difficult to keep going, but I think it's worth it. It's We need to keep fighting or else nothing's going to change and we need change to happen. Yeah. And we're not only fighting for ourselves, we're fighting for the people that, that don't have a voice. I think a lot of the people say, well, you're just teenagers, you're in high school, what can you... What issues do you have? Like, your life is so easy. But even in the school, I think it's... When a girl is sexually active at school, she's called a slut. But when a guy does it, oh my, he's a legend. Like, there's no Oh, he's a stud, him. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, like, that's a huge issue right there. And even dress code, like, telling girls what they can and can't wear. And one of the reasons that they're trying to make the dress code stricter is because they're trying to prepare us for the workplace. But if that was true, why don't you teach us how to make resumes, how to interview? Mm-hmm. And we don't, like... We don't learn any of that at school. Tell them, yes! Another big thing would be that they uh, say that the male students um, would Are be uncomfortable and distracted. So it's your job to make sure that other people's thoughts don't wander. As teenage girls, it's your responsibility. Huh. A new concept. Interesting. <laughs> Never heard of before. Tangential note, can I take a revolutionary stance against anyone who tries to minimize the problems of high schoolers? Anyone who tells you that it's like, oh, it's just high school. Oh, It's kind of frustrating because I know people forget how difficult high school can be. I get that because life is crazy. But everybody goes through their own problems. And just because we're teenagers doesn't mean we don't understand what's going on in the world. I'm living right now. (laughs) (laughs) One of the reasons I continue to support this group is because I realized that in the school education system, a lot of the novels we read for um, our English classes are very, they're very based around suppressing women. I mean, in in grade 10, I had to write an article about choosing whether this character was a slut or if she was just, it wasn't that extreme, whether she was a tart, that's the old term for it, or if she was just bored and lonely. And I was like, is that really what we're writing about? We have to pick if she's trying to get these boys or it's just it's awful to see because it makes you feel like wow this is what we're going to like are girls always going to be seen this way what what bothers me the most is the community that they Mm -hmm. don't support our group and they hate it so much that's what really bothers me the most i think it's everybody has their own viewpoints on things but they're so unwilling to hear us out I think it's if you listen to us and you try to understand where we're coming from and you still don't agree, that's fine. Keep like don't let us do our thing. But if you're not willing to listen to us, at least, then I don't like what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I really hope that you know that when you're faced with people like that, you are beyond your years. Please never forget that, that their unwillingness to change that's going to cause problems for themselves in the future. But the fact that you're realizing this, like that speaks volumes and this goes on to talk about bigger issues because i'm sure that you had the courage to collectivize and talk about these issues but how many other school children are going without having their voices heard and even like with your like taylor you talked about that it bothers you that won't help you and it 
comes from a place of not wanting to listen, which is just another mechanism of oppression. You're not asking for too much here, are you? I don't think so. That's no. (laughs) And I don't think so either. I mean, at what point does it happen that a teenage girl's shoulders are sexualized so that they are banned? Because males will be... Ah, I, I'm just going to get heated up. It's just <laughs> ridiculous. Please, Karan, go ahead. <laughs> I just want you to know that you have been an inspiration to a lot of people. Because I can speak for Christina and myself here that we were not this woke when we were back in high school. No. We did not have the courage that you folks have to collectivize and or the talk intelligence about. Or the intelligence. Or like the even. research that you've done. Like, it's staggering. And I want you to know that you're not an inspiration only to other high school teenage girls and boys who face oppression and are going through their hardships. But you're also extremely relevant here. And I want you to know how much the feminist community, on this campus at least, if not everywhere in Manitoba, appreciates you. I am in awe of the work that you're doing at such a young age. Do you have anything to say to other high school groups that might, you know, take inspiration away from you? Because you are public figures at this point and and people are looking up to you. So what message do you have? I would want to say that no matter how hard it gets and no matter how much you just feel like no one's going to listen to you and no one's going to hear what you have to say. Just you have to keep going for everyone who can't fight for themselves and you will make a difference. It, it has to start somewhere. And you're not doing this alone. There are people who will support you. You just have to look a little bit harder. I promise they're there. I'll be okay. (laughs) I don't think I will. But I just wanted to thank you folks for taking time out of your busy schedule and being able to do this short interview uh, with us. And once you all are here at the U of M, we can't wait to see... Oh, Christina's crying, everyone. (laughs) I just want everyone to know. (laughs) But um, we can't wait to see everything that you accomplish and how far you go in literally moving mountains. Thank you so much Thank for having you. us. This meant a lot. Thank yes, you so much. All right, well, you folks heard from the She Group, and I had the pleasure of actually taking them away for a little bit from their busy schedule, and I really, really wanted to talk to one of their staff members, one of the two staff members that accompanied them and drove with them all of eight hours, which, ew, in a small bus from Thompson all the way to Winnipeg, and I really wanted to talk to one of them just to you know, ask their own experiences as one of the few staff members at R.D. Parker and Thompson, how they felt supporting the endeavors of this little feminist group and not actually just quashing their dreams. So the closest I could get was getting Morgan, who is actually the sister of Taylor Hanson Oliveira, who is the president of She Group currently. Well, thank you so much for having me. My name is Morgan Hanson-Oliveira, and I use pronouns she, her. And yeah, the day that the she group had here on campus was incredibly busy from 9 in the morning when they arrived till 4.30, the end of the day, when their little bus picked them up. 
the day began with a tour of the Women's Center, just getting to see what the Women's Center does and the services it provides and just getting to check out that space. And they absolutely loved it. They loved the purple walls. (laughs) From there, we went to what you would call a meet and greet, just a chance to talk to other students on campus who wanted to ask them questions about the She Group's experience with feminism. After the meet and greet, we went to a button-making event held by Justice for Women. The event was great because the girls got to not only make their own buttons, they got to talk to members of Justice for Women and other students there who attended and just getting to socialize with them in a very chill, you know, nonchalant manner. Afterward, there was a lunch held for them by the Faculty of Arts and the Women's and Gender Studies Department, which was absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, We are all so thankful for that. They absolutely loved it. I appreciate that so much because, like, there's so many other probably high school feminist groups and other marginalized community groups that go unheard of. And I think it was, like, extremely important that the Gender Studies Department actually manifested their, their teachings on community and community engagement and actually went that extra mile to bring them over here and show them that they can actually do a lot with their lives if they continue down this path of feminism. No, it was so great while they were here listening to, well, in the afternoon there were presentations by the Women's and Gender Studies Department, just different professors in the department. There were presentations from Women's and Gender Studies students talking about the Feminist and Queer Review, and there were also presentations from advisors in the Faculty of Arts So it was great they got to hear these presentations, but they also had the chance to speak with the professors, speak with those who were there at the lunch. (laughs) I think it was so funny because at one of the points, I I don't remember who it was, but I thought it was so admirable. One of them was so intimidated by a really cool professor who I won't name, but I love her too. I sit on a human rights, equity, and diversity committee with her, and she is like an extremely accomplished human being, and... They were so intimidated by her. They were like, I don't know what to talk to her about because I'm in high school and they're like accomplished. And I was like, just go for it. Yeah, I was talking to the girls about the same issue. Just they were so intimidated by who they were meeting that day. And even some of the students, they were saying like, who am I? Like, we're just from Thompson. We're just 16 year old girls. Like, and they're here to listen to us. And I think that was just... I don't know how to put it into words, but yeah, it's just... I, just... I just felt so bad that they were reducing themselves to like, oh, we're just 16-year-olds because actually they taught me so much. Well, that's exactly it, is not only did they take a lot away from the day, but they also gave us something. There is so much that I learned from them that I'm so appreciative of. And in that entire crazy day of a Friday was absolutely incredible for everybody involved. Um, I know talking to those who got to speak with the she girls even if it was for a very limited amount of time they took a lot away from what they had to say and it was just yeah and one of the things that i really took away from them was that even though they didn't know all the technical terms you know like intersectionality all of that stuff like obviously we talked about it and you know i i hope it didn't get like too luxury for them or too preachy for them but they already knew all of these concepts all along like we didn't need to it, it wasn't like eye-opening for them to realize ah a woman who is queer or a woman who is indigenous is more oppressed than a woman who is white like it didn't take them that long to understand because they already know of these things so it makes me wonder what they are gonna accomplish in life once they actually come to university and start learning and 
accomplishing all these tasks. Like, I, I just can't wait to see what they do. And, like, another thing that I took away from them was I wasn't as great in high school at all. And as an adult, I find that I'm very tired all the time from all the work that I do. And I obviously, you know, I wonder if this is just me being an adult and having to, like, measure my worth by my productivity all the time, blah, blah, blah. But they have this strong willingness to keep going. And, like, I was interested in wanting to know what kind of oppression they faced from their school. But they were like, oh, let's let's not talk about that. Let's talk about what we should keep doing. Let's talk about how we should continue. And I think that was one of the best experiences that I've had talking to new feminists that are actually going to be like the next Alexandria Ocasio-Cortezes of the future, you know, like <laughs> it, it, it really warmed my heart and they taught me so much and that you folks had fun listening to this episode that we were able to record with them. And I hope that you are also able to take away as much as I was able to take away from them. And we should all support the new generation that is going to be our future. And just thank you so much for having me here. And to everybody listening who made the She Group's day absolutely incredible, thank you. Without everybody's collaboration, support, the day wouldn't have been so well done. Talking to the girls afterward, they absolutely loved every part of the day. And I can't express enough how thankful I am for everybody's help and support that they've given the She Girls. So... Thank you so much, yeah, everybody. And big ol' thank you. Thank you to Karen and Christina, too, for inviting them onto the show. I know they absolutely loved being here. Of course. Here. I'm so glad that they were able to make it. All right. That's it from us. And this has been Wake the F Up on UMFM 11.5. And remember to not diminish the value and the problems of high schoolers because they are literally our future generation and they will save our butts from global warming and quite possibly the patriarchy. Ain't nobody tell me what to do, what to do. No, you know I've been breaking all the rules. 